When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I need information that you might be able to help. help, help. Dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt this is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Everything you need to know from the world of entertainment and pop culture at the top of every hour on My Talk 1071. Now tell us everything, everything, everything. Well, Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber is doing his part to get the theater community back up and running by getting a vaccine for COVID-19. He's participating in the Oxford COVID-19 vaccine trial. He shared this on social media saying, I'll do anything to get theaters large and small open again and actors and musicians back to work. Remember, Broadway shows are remained closed until January of 2021 and shows in the West End and London have also been shut down during the pandemic. Sorry, we were having technical difficulties. I just dropped my little baby um, headset, you know, that Donnie always bought (gasps) us and broke it. Yeah. And Julia, of course, you know, MacGyvered, she MacGyvered me into a new situation. All in a matter of 30 seconds. Very impressive. That is the way to do it. Very (laughs) impressive. I'm good to have an intense crisis. That's about it. All right, back to you, Holly. All right, a little bit of tape is going to fix all the problems. I mean, we wish. All right. Moving on from that, the American Pie movie franchise is alive and well. We've got a new female-centric American Pie film set to arrive this year. It's called American Pie Presents Girls Rule. And it follows a group of students who are on a mission to resurrect their love lives in the last year of high school. You'll be able to watch American Pie Girls Rule on digital and on sometime on Netflix soon. So it's not going into theaters but you know that sounds like my kind of movie that sounds like fun (laughs) funny i want to go watch the kissing booth again right (laughs) (laughs) and finally sarah haynes is returning to the view in september as a co-host she was a co-host on the view for a couple of seasons back in the 2016 2018 years and she used to be on gma weekends as a lifestyle anchor and sarah haynes is going to fill the seat left vacant by abby huntsman when she left the view back in january well, so, and Sarah, you guys into it? right, Sarah lost her, you know, they had that noon show with Michael Strahan and then they canceled that and they want to make everyone work two jobs at every company now. That's what <laughs> I've decided. Everybody must have two jobs. Sarah, you're on GMA and you go do that mid-morning show too, just like here everywhere. We're all doing it. I don't care what you do. Sorry. It's the new way. I had to get that off my chest. <laughs> Ah, that's all the dirt this hour. Okay. Okay. For more, check out mytalk1071.com wow. or download the MyTalk app. That is brand new information. My Talk Dirt Alerts at the top of every hour and at 820, 1220, and 520 on MyTalk 1071.
TGIF friends. It is Fridays. Lori and Julia here on MyTalk 1071. We're streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Also on the MyTalk app. Why don't you find a spot under a nice shady tree and get nice and comfortable and hang out this afternoon with Lori and Julia, won't you? Thanks, Holly. Thank you, Holly. Holly. Oh, my gosh. Grant, how are you? You've done the show now. Is this the third Third day? day? Yeah, day three. Day three. And really, you had a very memorable first day. (laughs) Think about it. John Waters and then the dump button, which I hit. Yeah, you did. Did you hit it, too? No. I uh, did. Amy and I were, thank God for you, because Amy Amy was showing me a couple things in here. We did at the same time. Julia and I, we were like on a game show. Bam! Yeah. That's why that thing is right in front of us. And what that means is when someone Someone swears on our show because we're on a seven second delay, we can get it. So it gets my brother was very disappointed because he listened on the podcast and it was wiped out. It was wiped out. And he said, I live, you know, because he's he people live for our mistakes. You know, the uh, what does he call himself? The elder of filth wisdom or something like that. (laughs) He really when you read his book, it is a lot of colorful language that really adds to the storytelling, in my opinion. I feel like if we could have add extra words into ours some days, I'm just all for it. Yeah. Can't do it. Um, so, my, but my brother really got such a kick. Uh, he's like, "That was so fun, you girls." I don't know if you appreciated how much fun that was. It, it was such a random thing, you know. Do you want to interview the famous director John Waters? And Julie's like, "Who?" No, and I'm I, like, you know, hairspray. I asked you if we should interview yeah. him. It, yeah, it was good. Yeah. So anyway, but the other thing, my brother just wanted to alert me because he really is. He's a prolific reader, music person, and television watcher. But he's like, you know, I didn't talk about it at the beginning of the week, Julia. And usually I do. And I think it was because it was off a week. Shark Week is usually the last weekend in July. And this year it got moved to August. Was it this week? It's this week. It's happening right now. I can't believe it. I I was like, what's this deep white trouble I've DVR'd? And I was like, oh, yeah, Shark Week. You know, they always have just... Weird titles or whatever, but it is if you're a longtime Shark Week fan. Are you, Grant? Yeah. Was that because of COVID? I think so. Yeah, it must have been, right? I think it was that they got, you know, filming that was supposed to maybe happen in April. You know, it just all got pushed back. So usually it is. It's something to look forward to at the end of July. I don't know why that's the perfect Shark Week. I like it. Because it's right before the dog days of summer. Yeah, exactly. we can't talk about sharks anymore when we're talking about dogs. Yeah. And, uh, but oh my gosh, did you see GMA, the guy in Australia, where the shark took the bite out and like the, the whole surfboard. half of the surfboard? Yeah, crazy. And it was a longboard. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I kept trying to. They and showed I mean, the guy, there was a clip of this guy surfing and the shark just came Julia, up. Julia, no, it. it was the Chris Hemsworth lookalike oh. with the 70s uh, <laughs> mustache who helped rescue him. And Casey's like, what are you doing? I'm pausing it. I'm taking my camera. I go, oh my God, the most beautiful lifer in the world is on our screen right now. Baywatch. Oh my God. I couldn't, I said, someone needs to discover him. And I think that's me. And he's like, oh my gosh. Do you have time? Do I have time? I (laughs) don't, but I was going to like tweet him out to Hollywood. I mean, he really was, I should, I guess I could just send the link. He's really... I bet people saw it. He, you, you had to back good. it up. 
You had oh. to back it up. You don't see long hair and mustaches in a charming accent with a chiseled chest often enough in these days. <laughs> I like that. And then I, you know, anyway, so Shark Week is happening and mm-hmm. Snoop Dogg, who sometimes is on our, yay, we love him. And other times we just get mad of, mad at him. But um, he is a man of a certain age. And since I'm also like of a certain age too, you know, people sometimes just say stupid things, but he is bringing the shizzle to Shark Week and he's watching stuff and narrating and give Snoopifying it it, hysterical. Didn't he start doing that? Like maybe in the beginning, he took some like animal planet type stuff yes, and yeah. did what he does best, and yes. then you know comment and then commented on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just it was it's so so. Oh, I bet funny. that's good. And then Mike Tyson, he vomited, and remember he did the Tyson versus Jaws, the Rumble on the Yes, roof. I love it. And then there was Mike T- Tyson, mm-hmm. and he vomited. Yeah, he was. Julia, he, he vomited. He did. He what? Did. How did he vomit? Because he had to go down in the water. He was scared to death, and uh, and wrestle the shark and then he he like was in a cage and had to roll it and like get apparently if you can get a shark to roll on its back that's when they're the most relaxed and oh they're in like a comatose stace when you put them on their back it's literally so if you find yourself wrestling with one right if you should be able to get it go at their eyes or something you are supposed to punch at their face yeah but this was like a a stage thing. It was probably right. just filmed, you know, a month ago. Thus, the Shark Week being delayed. Oh, anyway, Sharkadelic. Uh, all kinds. What of channel things. do you watch All Discovery right, Discovery. Channel. Yeah, it's all happening. That is happening. Um, I almost didn't come up to work again today. Oh, I had a hot, hot husband alert. I love that because I almost don't a lot of days, but yours are always because you have a hot husband alert. And Julia, not only was the hot husband working outside very high on the roof, which always impresses me, on a ladder with no shirt. That scares me. And a tape okay. measure and a little... Did he have a work belt on? He didn't have a work belt okay. on, but then right next door to us, the windows are being replaced and there's some hot guys there. And then the house next to that is doing something and the house next to that. And it's hot construction my man. neighborhood is full of shirtless men, including on my house. You like know, I, that's funny that you say that because I was walking with my sister the other day and dropped her off at your house. Did you notice? No, we saw the runners. Oh, on summit. I know. I, I have uh, my eyes are full. All the time. It starts in the spring and it goes and goes with the runners. I mean, it really <laughs> it peaks at the Twin Cities long, Marathon. They're just long legged runners going by. And it's the last sport, Grant, where men wear short shorts and no shorts. And we can see their thighs. It's true, though. You're right. Mm-hmm. And it's a wonderful thing. Baseball, they have the tight pants, though. <laughs> oh, no. We love the baseball bucks. There you go. Yeah, no. We, yeah, I'm. Did you watch Rob Lowe at all host again oh, last night? I'm, I'm in out? love with him. He He's... can be the permanent guest host. He's very good. He's very good. If people, have caught Jimmy Kimmel or just want to see he's so stunningly beautiful too yeah and does he have frosted he does and someone made fun of him but I I'm all for it yeah he's so tan he looked he's well we should know deliciously handsome but we know he's great from uh, stories I only tell my friend it's a book he wrote and there's a second book he but then he went around on tour I mean he can talk incredible storyteller and he that book alone uh with his Celebrity, he dishes on himself in a really uh, charming way, and he's not afraid to make fun of himself, and he's not afraid to, in the book, be 
admit all these stupid things, things that he done. did. Yeah, which is really cool. Yeah. Anyway, I love him. I just think Same. he could be Jimmy Kimmel's permanent I um, thought host. he was great. Yeah. Yeah. That might be it. Mm-hmm. All right, listen, we come back. It's our story. We can't get enough. I dare you. I, I dare, dare you, you people. I Kelly Clarkson. Um, I know. I love, dare you to love. I love her voice so much. We love every song she sings. She's been doing some great covers this week on her show, Always On My Mind. You know, the Willie Nelson. Oh, yes. I mean, there is no song she can't sing. No genre, oh, whatever. Right. It's amazing. Okay, so um, Dolly Parton is on the cover of Billboard, and she... the Magazine. Yeah, oh, Mm -hmm. Dolly, she's a national treasure, if you didn't know. She's an angel. (laughs) She keeps her wings, and wig upon wig upon wig, and she doesn't walk, she floats. She's amazing. She's an amazing woman. And you know what? In reading this interview, um, and I read it last night, in reading it, because it's a really a wide-ranging interview, she talks about a lot of uh, things... um, but think about it. She grew up in Appalachia mm-hmm. with really very little formal education. Right. And she becomes the most beloved living American artist. The most uh, has written more songs than any other songwriter songwriter and is universally loved and appeals to all genres, all gen- generations, yep. genres. It doesn't matter. Dolly fans cut across every walk of life. Exactly. Okay? And in this interview uh, that she talks about, I mean, she talked about how um, the pandemic changed operations at Dollywood. Uh, she talked about everyone always wants to ask her about slapping down the deal with Elvis Presley to sing I Will Always Love You because Colonel Tom Parker demanded half the publishing rights and she wrote that song and there was no way. Because Elvis wanted to sing it and record it. And she it. wanted him to sing right. it. She was like, I mean, my management, the people were going crazy. But I knew the one thing I own is my songs. And she talks a lot about just how she does business. And like she had, she told them, I hired somebody to do my social media so I stay connected with the youngsters. Right. She's super savvy. And she turns down like 99% of which she gets offered. She also, in 2017, she was like, in this interview, she said um, about, uh, she realized, she said, um, in 2018, she re- renamed, she took Dixie out of everything that was Dixie at Dollywood. And she did it in 2018. And she renamed um, the Dixie Stampede, the Dolly Parton Stampede, as she became aware of how hurtful the term Dixie was with the Confederacy. Wow. And, um so she did it in 2018, and she told Billboard, there's such a thing as innocent ignorance. And so many of us are guilty of that. Yeah, I would agree. Okay, what a yes. wonderful way to put that. Yes. See, she is an angel. Perfect, yep. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. And when they said Dixie was an offensive word, I thought, well, I don't want to offend anybody. This is a business. We'll just call it the stampede. As soon as you realize that something is a problem, you should fix it. Don't be a dumbass. That's where my heart is. I would never dream of hurting anybody on person. On purpose. On purpose, I mean. Well, and then the very next question, because all Billboard has this, you can listen to the audio. Right. Was, um, she's asked about Black Lives Matter. I think that everybody needs to express themselves however they feel they have to. I'm not out, you know, I, like I said, I'm not out here to tell you what to do. I don't want you to tell me what to do. I do understand people... Uh, having to make themselves known and felt and seen. And of course, black lives matter. Do we think our little white are the only ones that matter? No. Our I little mean, white bottoms are our, the only ones that matter. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I just, it, it's, she's so, like, that totally encapsulates it in a way because, I mean, I don't know this. This is just something I'm just saying off the top of my head. I'm going to say it right. But I don't think white people appreciate what a black person has to go through to have a conversation with someone about race because 100% of the color of their skin. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is, when you think about it, I mean, think about Mm -hmm. if you had to constantly explain yourself because of your white skin right i mean it's so we have to say that black lives matter because you have to see that and acknowledge what it is that the struggle is about because it is black people getting pulled over at a disproportionate rate and going you know going to prison and this systemic effects and all that and dolly and just that one swoop you know how she, yeah. how she says it. Of course, Black Lives Matter. Do we think our little white asses are the only ones that matter? I mean, right. Just like her thing about taking Dixie out. Yep. Don't be a dumbass. If right. it offend, I mean, if, if it offends people, let's get rid of it. Yep. It's common sense. It's common yeah. sense. But yep. Dolly never ever weighs in. She's anything. always diplomatic. She always yep. says, "I have Republican friends. I have Democrat friends. I have friends who don't believe anything in anything." You know, I've. Ple- she she doesn't ever want to tell anybody, but it, this is like really an important thing Moment for Dolly in time and a, in a discussion. In a discussion, and also if you were a young music person, I would read this article. Or even if you're somebody, she has been so smart about the business of Dolly Parton. Mm-hmm. And think about it. I mean, and writing. She all probably those has surrounded herself with good people, people she trusts, and. Right. You know, I, I don't know. I just, I, she's really. Um, this makes her even more delicious as a human being because she's just yummy. She just is yummy. And when yeah. you talk about her and her music, and we know that her Christmas album, Have a Holly Dolly Christmas, is coming out on October 7th. Yeah. She's just a lovely woman. She is. Yeah. 
And it's and she's got a platform and good for her for speaking out. And one day, Julia, we will go <laughs> to like, Dollywood. Well, we've tried. We've heard, we've, Grant, that Grant, it's we've, amazing. We've really? registered online to this. What was that thing that we tried to well, win? It was that a um, donation, make a donation. And you could begins with an O. Oh, yeah, I forget the fundraiser site, but it was a George chance. Clooney does this site a lot for trips to Lake Como with him for charitable yeah. stuff. But it was a you know chance to meet Dolly at Dollywood. Dollywood. And the first-hand experience at Dollywood, right? We were tracking yes. it. We totally tickets, thought we might airline win. airline tickets. It was wow. going to be, I was going to, you know, but there are millions of us who filled out the things. But anyway, I, I, I just love that Dolly did that. And I mean, maybe it's going to cost her some it's fans, nothing. but no, I don't think so. It, and if it does, so what? They didn't. They didn't deserve to love her at all. Because she is just a damn... Treasure. I'm so glad we saw her when we saw her at so Mystic am Lake. I. I mean, well, we hadn't seen her. No, we, we were appalled at ourselves that, that we were such Dolly Parton fans, and that, that we was hadn't. such a fun night. We oh. saw her at Mystic. I miss live right, right after the new showroom had been done. You know, which yep. there's this never probably only like five or six years ago. Wasn't yeah, it? Wasn't that and that was ago? always a good place to see. I mean. It's a great place show, but to see now with the new music. way, it's so nice. And the then, outdoor amphitheater they have there. Well, we, well, saw, we saw inside. inside. Okay, mm-hmm. but the new outdoor one is. I awesome. saw. I saw Pitbull there last summer, and I was very popular <laughs> with my fireball uh, bracelet. Um, we won't be doing that anymore. I was letting strangers have have a, a sip. Sip a fireball from my bracelet. Yeah, nope. That's something that's going away. Yeah, we have the... Just like jumping in those houses with all the balls is probably going away for well, kids. Disney, <laughs> Disney, McDonald's did say that they're not probably going to have the... I mean, right. McDonald's Playlands. Yeah. Playhouses, yeah. Playhouses. Yeah. Gosh, Damn my kids it. lived there for a while. In the winter, it was yeah, a great Everybody place. just get their little kids a hat suit that's I know. got some puff to it. Go out and the have sumo, fun. Like the sumo things. Right. That's what they should... We had to figure that out. All right, listen, when we come back, we're going to talk with uh, Neil Justin from the Star Tribune about a very, well, a lot of things, but about a very scary uh, TV show that's debuting on HBO on Sunday night. Oh, God, we're, we're blinded by the lights. Is is this Neil Justin on the line? Neil. I am. Hi, Hi Neil. Neil. How are you doing? Happy coronavirus. Yeah, right. I think, isn't it <laughs> is like six thing? months today? Yeah. Is it, it, it the anniversary? Yeah, yeah. I think it Happy is. Happy Corona. Yeah, this is Neil yeah. Justin, TV and media critic for the Star Tribune. Oh, we needed to talk to you, Neil. First of all. Oh, boy. I know. It's good to <laughs> always. We like you to kind of give us grief. Yeah, I know. Neil, we got to ask you a question. Okay. Regis Philbin. Yes. Give us a story. Well, Regis uh, was a, a special guy. Uh, the, the, the couple times I met him uh, was very gratifying because he was exactly like he was on TV. Really? Uh, gregarious, uh, bigger than life, uh, self-deprecating. You know, everything that you would want. That doesn't always happen. Right, right? it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And he was very good with the press. You know, I wasn't the only one that had personal encounters with him that were memorable. As I talked to other people that do my job, he was the same way. He was very savvy about what journalists do. And, and of course, it was good for him, too, because he had a reputation as somebody that appreciated uh, what we do from our end. And mm-hmm. he was just a 
from what I could tell, you know, a lot of times you don't really know what somebody's like. But uh, my encounters were just heavenly. And, uh, you know, he really was uh, an institution. It, it, uh, we're very used to reality shows now yeah. uh, where we see people's real lives play out. He was doing that long before anybody else was mm-hmm. uh, a different format. Uh, but, you know, the fact that he could come on every morning uh, when he would do the morning show and just talk about what he did last night, that was sort of unheard of. Uh, people that were in late night television didn't do that. You didn't know what Johnny Carson did the night right, before. Right. That's true. Yeah. Uh, you didn't know what David Letterman did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you knew what Regis did, and he had a way of making it entertaining, even if it was just going to the grocery store to get yogurt. Right. He could somehow make it entertaining. So uh, it, it's a great loss. Yeah, yeah, I, really. What uh-huh. do you What do you make of? I, I gotta ask you. I mean, what do you make of? You know, the fall of Ellen DeGeneres. I I think. I when I when she comes back on the air, I'm so watching that first week because. She has been on cruise control for a long time, and her at-home shows just sucked. And now she's uncomfortable for the first time in a long time. And I'm really curious what it's going to be like, how they're going to bring that TV show back. Well, I think one thing we need to keep in mind is we just talked about somebody who was just like they are on TV. That's not always true. That and Ellen uh, is, and I, mm-hmm. you know, Ellen got painted as this queen of nights in the same way people forget Rosie O'Donnell had that title You're uh, right. for a while. You're right. Rosie was not that friendly. I, I met her a couple times during uh, when she was doing the talk show, and I was all the sort of flabbergasted because she was not particularly friendly. She mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily rude, but right. she was, uh, um, you know. Fairly, uh, she, she just wasn't a warm person. Right. And yeah. The yeah. Rosie that we now see, uh, that's a little bit more curt and uh, political and, uh, you know, blunt, uh, that's a Rosie that I knew as a reporter. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think sometimes, especially with women, we expect them to be a certain kind of sweetness um, that isn't necessarily who they are, or nor do they need to be. Yeah. Right. Um, so I think there are some expectations. You know, if you watch that show, and especially if you watch Ellen's Game of Games, that's one of the cruelest game shows I've ever seen. Yeah. You know, she takes great delight in, pe- in torturing people. Mm-hmm. Um, now, people find that entertaining. I don't particularly find that game show entertaining. But I think it's a, a little more telling. So, anyways, I don't know why people expect her to be the nicest person on television. I don't think she asked for that. Uh, but I think that's what she handed it. I know, but that's kind of what, I mean, it just became so, I guess when you have people, it's so known about how mean you are behind the scenes. And I think the COVID brought it all out because of how she was treating her staff and people, you know, I mean, people can only, be treated so badly when it's a toxic environment workplace, which is not against the law. No, I mean, (laughs) things have changed, but let's also keep in mind the double standard here. Uh, Johnny Carson was uh, was was, certainly not the warmest person. Uh, The same things that they say about Ellen, they used to say about David Letterman, that you couldn't talk to him. You couldn't look him in the eye. It was if if you uh, didn't show loyalty, you were fired in a heartbeat. 
Uh, Carson was very hard on, on the people that were around him. Uh, that was gossiped about, but it certainly mm-hmm. didn't threaten your career. Right. Uh, so two things. I think being a woman has something to do with it. Okay. And I think also we are in a different time, as you say, right. where we're taking a closer look at, at what goes on in the workplace. I suspect that she sort of, Ellen had talked about leaving the talk show. Mm-hmm. Uh, she'd been talking about it for a couple of years now. She sort of, she sort of, in a way, has to kind of stick with it now. Yeah. She, I don't think she wants to look like she's leaving because of this. Right, and going out uh, kind of on the bottom. Yeah. And you think yeah, about it. But, think about how mean Johnny Carson was to Joan Rivers through yeah. that whole deal. Oh yeah. I mean, he, I mean, he was hard with. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, well, I could go on ages about right. that story, but uh, Carson, who is one of the greatest entertainers of all time and Joan Rivers will tell you that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but he could be a mean son of a bitch. Right. And uh, so I think that there is a, a double standard at play here. Yeah, I, I think that's true. I think that's and fair. I, maybe they're part of the audience, her audience doesn't care, but um, for me, it's like, given us something to talk it, about. Yeah, it's, it's been something to Let's talk about it that way. And it's been an interesting thing because of just like it's been like a slow gas leak since the middle of March when that comedian just did a random I'm trying to raise money for a food bank and it just snowballed. Yeah, look, we love uh, as a country and the media uh, plays a big part in this. We love to build people up and take them down. And then we love to tear them down. And, and then, then we love a comeback. I yeah. love a redemption you know. story. We're ready. Okay, we're ready. That's right. All mm-hmm. right, let's talk about Lovecraft because anybody who's been watching HBO, if you watch Perry Mason, mm. me too. Um, I We saw trailer after trailer every week for Lovecraft. Uh, yeah. Is it country or county? Country. 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 It's uh, loosely based on the old paperback pulp stories of H.R. Lovecraft, mm-hmm. um, who uh, dealt a lot with aliens and horror, and uh, certainly inspired by that. Uh, but it, uh, HBO has been advertising it heavily, and cool. they've been advertising it as, if you loved Get Out, mm-hmm. you'll love this. Uh, Jordan Peele, who directed Get Out, is one of the producers here. And in a way, that's what you're getting. Uh, but this uh, TV series, as as Get Out was... Um, also deals with with race um, in some pretty direct ways. It's less of a allegory than than Get Out was. And the other thing that makes this different is that it's really a mesh up of lots of different genres. I mean, I think I I have a column on this running on Sunday, uh, but it's uh, you know you'll see references to everything from the Goonies to Indiana Jones to Jurassic Park to uh, old. Uh, you know, B horror movie. What's it about? Uh, well, it's about uh, it's about Jim Crow America. So it okay. takes place in the fifties, and uh, right after the Korean War, uh, and it deals with um, racism in the North, uh, and uh, the allegory, of course, is monsters and aliens and vampires and werewolves. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and each episode uh, takes a different tact uh, at the same subject. There's one episode that's like an old haunted house episode. There's another that uh, feels very much like a Twilight Zone episode. Okay. There's another adventure movie that's like uh, they're in search of a of a treasure in a museum that's very much like you know national treasure. Uh, but it all comes back to race and the greatest evil of all 
is white supremacists mm-hmm. throughout the whole series. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, so it, it's some food for thought, but it's also sort of a traditional uh, old fashioned horror adventure. And it's pretty gory. In some spots. Well, and you I know mean, what? I mean, Neil, if you think about it, like white supremacy and people who believe in it, that is the scariest thing. Mm-hmm. It is yeah, the scariest the message, thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And that's a message that keeps coming back to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aliens. Uh, and ghosts are they're uh, scary. We we'll scare the crap out of you, but nothing scarier than our fellow humans. Yeah, and uh, that message keeps coming back. And I've seen five episodes, and that's just a repeated motif. Uh, so- I'm Bradley Trainer, and I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. You like it? Did you love it? I, I'd say I liked it quite okay, a bit. Okay, liked it quite a lot. It's not, my favorite, it's not my favorite genre. I don't mm-hmm. particularly like watching a lot of gore and, mm-hmm. and horror. That's not my idea of a good time. Me, mine neither. But if you enjoy that kind of thing uh, or can overlook it, it, it's an interesting series. It's shot really well. And if you love old movies, if you love genres, uh, you'll, have a, you'll have a lot of fun picking out the references to other films and other styles and other genres. So... There's a lot of Easter eggs in there. Yeah, I liked your um, the your story about if you're missing the Olympics because it would be Summer Olympics right now, you guys. Oh, it would be Summer yeah, Olympics, think, yeah. right? But I, I like think that. It would be over by now, but yeah, uh, I find myself missing sports a lot, and I'm not a sports nut, but yeah. I'm even watching baseball. <laughs> I never watch baseball. Hey, now uh, I'm watching <laughs> the playoff time. And uh, here I am watching the Twins. Yeah, uh, well, it's something. My God, I even thought I even watched a little golf this weekend. Can you I, believe that? I can't. You know what's good to watch right now is women's tennis. If you get yeah, the- well, I'm excited about the U.S. Open. Yeah, uh, but- now I do watch tennis. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's one, but I I've never missed it more. So right. uh, you know, there's a lot of great documentaries now. Um, Peacock, which is an NBC streaming service. Uh, has a lot of great documentaries right now. You have to hunt for them a little bit. And uh, people might not know this, but if you have Comcast, you get Peacock for free. For free, right. yeah. Right Thank now. you for reminding right. us of that. It, does NBC and or Peacock, which is both, I mean, one and the same, is it yeah. because they've done the Olympics for so long that they have a lot of... That's right. It is, okay. That's right. Uh, and they had to fill that time. Uh, you know, they one of the reasons they launched Peacock now was so that they could have all this Olympic stuff. Well, uh, obviously, they don't have live sports. So they really dug into their archives and collected other documentaries. Uh, they really cover the last 80 years of the Olympics. So I mean, there's uh, some great sports stories in there. I mean, they really are. Yeah. And I'm not an Olympics, not right. by any stretch of the imagination, but the way that they present it is um, through stories. Like mm-hmm. you said, that even if you're not really into sports, you can get caught up in the human interest. Yeah. Yeah. Neil, thank you, thank so, you so much. much. We appreciate hey, take care of yourself. You yeah. too. And Good we'll to talk, talk to you. We'll talk to you soon. And of course, pick up the Star Tribune. Neil writes about uh, TV. We love his uh, what to watch yep. that he does every day. And 
You can follow me at Neil Justin on Twitter. Uh, we'll be right back with some other TV news. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. We did it. We made it till Friday, oh. even though every day feels basically like Tuesday, except if, you know, I don't know if you've got a little benchmark. I always don't want to complain about being so happy it's Friday because I'm 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 um, remembering all of our peeps that might not have a job right now. Yeah, you know where every day really is Tuesday, some muddled form of Tuesday. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. and maybe but maybe this one friend of mine who doesn't have a job. I mean, she's going back. She's pretty sure. But she's like, she's like, I'm like a dog with my neighbors who they both work on. But I'm so happy to have somebody back around on the weekend. Oh, I'm making a pest so of myself. Funny, <laughs> that's so funny. Like she needs someone to play with. Well, there's somebody home, right? You know, that is okay. Yeah, she's like, oh, <laughs> you know, she's like, come home, come home. That's kind of a funny way of looking at it. All right. Yeah. Um. Okay. Um. That reality Steve, uh, he, you know, he's, everybody's got a damn podcast. Should we just bitch about that for one well, second? I, I not bitch about it, but I, I would bitch like to about it kind of. I'm with you. You know, there's so many podcasts and there's so many bad ones. Yeah. There's, there's for every good one. There's 10 bad, bad ones. Bad ones. See, yeah, that's well, kind of the thing. We've had a thing here though. Um, Grant. Grant. Mm-hmm. Julia forgot your name for one hot second. That's okay. And I remember Grant the Ginger Prince. Okay. There we go. Grant. There we go. Or Mr. Grant the, is what I was yeah. thinking of. That's the one that came to me, mm-hmm. which you don't your look at. Your name fits your face and everything. I appreciate that. Yeah, you look like a Grant. So we it's don't solid. Talk, we well, my kinda, dad was a Grant. My oh, uncle was a Grant. Oh, my dad. cousin. There's yeah, a whole bunch of Grants. You fit the name Grant. There you go. If I've ever seen one. Thank um, you. Okay. It, and our things have kind of been like podcasts. I don't want to promote other people's podcasts because we're a podcast. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like we. But Julia, but it's we're not, not the same at all. Yeah. But we've been doing it longer than, yeah, you know, yeah. it's just weird. Yeah, and so and then the same with, you know, that company that delivers everything in two days. You know, do they have a podcast? No, but oh. I mean, we don't try not to talk about them either. Oh, yeah. I know. It's just kind of a couple things we just don't want to talk I about. I do not give them my money, but my house is like a. I, I, it would be like one of those households where one votes one way and one yes. votes the other and you cancel the other. Yeah. So everything that Casey spends uh, with his friend Jeff, mm-hmm. I am trying to spend locally in the community yes. to balance it out. Thank you. Yes. You're he's doing a, the duty. He's lazy. Yeah, so are a lot of people. And quite frankly... It he's was, lazy. Yeah, but it'd be easier sometimes. But I just... but. Could, you got to go to a store. Do you, yeah. Do you want to just be the be, live in your own pod and not even no. go out? Absolutely. I love the small shops, the little so mom paws. You got to yes, save those. Yes. Yes. We have to. Um, so anyway, the, all right. So reality, Steve, though, you right. know, if you're a big Steve-o, bachelor oh, person, okay. not Steve-o. Oh, reality, Steve. Reality, Steve has a podcast. I'm not listening. Well, no, because I mean, who could listen to that much bachelor talk? Well, we have a podcast. I'll give you, bring me the rose. But it's only during the season. season. It's right, not right. a like who could talk about this show year round? <laughs> I'd pull my eyes out. I mean, not really, but I got out with that that lady. Now this is a big digression. The okay, the woman who was I remember we talked about it. She was on meth, and oh, she pulled out her. She tore her eyeballs out. Yeah, that's. And but you and I looked at the positive, and we're like, so many people are just going to honestly be able to say to your kids, scare. Your kids about drugs the way our parents scared Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Yeah. And you could say, don't do drugs. You'll, gonna pull, you'll take out your, your eyeballs. eyeballs. 
And you show that story. Anyway, she got pre- she got her prosthetic eyeballs. Oh, all right. But she's blind. She can't see. Yeah. So, you know. Wow. Bad news, bad news, good news. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, Reality Steve has Colton Underwood. He of the guy who was so charming and wonderful and kind of a himbo, sweet himbo. Sweet himbo. The one who jumped over the fence. Yes. And um, the virgin. Yes, I, the we virgin. all remember. Okay. And didn't he, isn't he engaged and already broken up? I, yes, I believe okay. so. I believe so. Um, but he... Uh, he got real, real with Reality Steve, and he said... Didn't he have corona at the very beginning? Mm, One of them did. He, yeah, don't look it up right, right now. Right. I, no, this is because right, Colton, real, but he me. said, he said for me, he said, I had so much anxiety and depression from being on the show. Because mm. remember, now Colton would have his own producer whispering horrible things in his ears. Yeah, you know, it to entice him to do things. That's what they do. They're they're like your emotional pimp. Was Colton the male from the last one? Yes, and he with the wine bottle with yes. the two girls when she, she drank out of the other girls. Well, he bottle. was the virgin. I can't remember if that was the Bachelor or Bachelorette, but he was the virgin who jumped the fence. Oh, yes. Okay, yes, that there you guy, go. good, I, clean. I needed the refresher. Looking guy, kind yeah. of. But he said I had so much anxiety and depression through the. Majority of my season, I was pretty heavily medicated. I'm not going to lie. I was on medication for anxiety and for depression during the whole entire season. Wow. Yeah. Well, that doesn't sound like a fun experience. But we saw this on Unreal. I'm telling you, that Lifetime show on Unreal. If people are looking for something fun, it's on Hulu. Yeah. They can watch it. But it's uncanny, like, how much that lifted the veil on, like, how produced that is Mm -hmm. and... Um, but I, he was always sweet. We liked him. We felt bad for him because I would feel, I can't think of any man or woman who would want to be, even if I was getting paid $250,000 and that's probably why I did it, but I would not feel comfortable having my virginity and everything being so out loud and exactly. being the big part of the storyline. No wonder he jumped the damn fence. Mm-hmm. He was trying to run away from his producer. Rachel. <laughs> well, that that's something. And he's really tried hard to distance himself from The Bachelor. I mean, I don't know if he makes money on it or what. The, I mean, obviously, he's gotten record. I mean, he got he has a name thing, but he has a genuinely, I think, sweet personality. Well, and he oh, you know? he's talking about how The Bachelor producers were so intense in his ear. What and, I just yes, said to you, Rachel, just, really, just giving you all and you're taking anxiety and you're like... And he hated how they took advantage of the Cassie girl that he ended up with. Yeah, here's the thing. Uh, it is, it's like, it's real bad to listen to the bad devil on your shoulder and do well, something for money. It'll never, it really, really, really is. It'll get you in trouble every time. Mm-hmm. Just, it, it always only reminds me of the one scene in Animal House with the girl in the grocery <laughs> store drunk and the little devil's on his shoulder. Bleep yeah. her. Don't bleep her. Bleep right, her. Don't right. bleep her. And you're trying to figure you out what's right and what's wrong. never listen to that bad one. Don't that's, that's do it. That's always the image I have yes. from Animal House. That, yeah. movie. that was a great it's, visual and a, a thing because, you know, there's... Uh, 
Yeah. You always have choices. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And what, don't listen, don't listen to that bad one. Man. But anyway, and he resisted that he knew it wasn't working for him, and so I like that he told Steve I think, that. I you think know? so too. But it just confirms everything that we know and love right. about the show and real. Okay, so mm-hmm. here's what's happening now: is that Chris Harrison of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette drove his kid to college. And left the bubble, oh, the COVID no, bubble, in the filming. Mm-hmm. So now he has to quarantine. Mm-hmm. And he thought when he'd come back, because they all quarantined for two weeks before they started right. filming. Then he drove he his kid to college. screwed up production. Are they yeah. replacing him? They are, with JoJo Fletcher. For two weeks. Mm-hmm. Look out, Chris. She's going to danger. Never let someone take your chair. Oh. That, we used to say that about Donnie White. He'd never go on vacation. Yeah. I don't think he went on vacation for the first 15 uh, years together. Yeah, real, real. But so she's going to be um, do, filling in. She's, I think that is going to be a breath of fresh air because Chris trying to tell us the most dramatic season again. I don't know. We have never experienced this before. Yeah, I like it. I like this JoJo. Mm-hmm. I I like, she's, she's. Uh, I hope she does a great job. I would agree. And she becomes an ambassador and takes over his job <laughs> when Chris is ready to retire or go on vacation. All right, listen, we'll be back. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.